Welcome back to Love Letters Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, three years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a one-time donation or a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, this week, I wanted to speak with you about failure. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I came across this very short but poignant quote. And that was, failure is a bruise, not a tattoo. And I've sort of been turning that over and over in my own mind and reflecting on my own life and my own experience with failure and my perception around failure. And I thought it was something that a lot of us could probably relate to. Because while failure is something that is so common for us in this human experience, it is not something that is commonly encouraged for us to speak about and share about. It's almost one of those things that we're encouraged to just brace ourselves for and muscle through. We're really not taught how do we express our personal disappointment, our fear, our profound shame around our failures. And we're really not taught about how there might be some element of distorted perception around failure, how it's not about what we did. We start to believe it's about who we are. And we just never have those conversations. And I think it's pretty strange, especially when it's something that we all go through, but we're just not talking about it. And so in this episode, I really did want to take some inspiration from that quote, failure is a bruise, not a tattoo. And what does that look like in our lives? Now, before we begin really exploring this topic, I want to invite everyone listening to pause for a moment. And I want you to think about a moment of profound failure in your own life. And I'm sure it's different for every single one of us. And I'm sure there wasn't just one moment of failure that stands out, but pick one that was really poignant, that felt like it almost changed the course of your life. What area of your life did that affect? I think that sometimes we assume we are only allowed to associate failure with our professional accomplishments and experiences. And that can happen when we don't get the job that we want, we don't get the promotion, or we get fired, or maybe we get laid off. And it's about how we navigate those feelings of dismissal, the fear about our future, our financial safety, our potential, our capacity, or our worth in the world. 
And I'm not minimizing that because for a lot of that, that can change the course of our lives. It can shake us to our core. But we can also experience failure in many areas of our life that seem unacceptable to talk about. So maybe for you, that can look a little bit different. Maybe it looks like failure in your family dynamic. Are you the outcast? Are you the black sheep? Are you the scapegoat? Have you experienced failure in friendships? Maybe never feeling as if you are connected with other people the way you see everyone around you can connect with people. Maybe never feeling like you're someone's best friend or confidant or that you're part of a close-knit community. Or maybe that you did something and were ostracized or rejected. Or maybe someone decided or a group of people decided that you just didn't fit in. Maybe there was failure in intimate partnerships. And this can be very complex, very layered. And again, maybe you didn't feel chosen or feel as if you were enough in that dynamic. Maybe there was infidelity, either by you or the other person, or you felt unable to sustain the relationship in some way. Or maybe someone is choosing to leave you, not because of something you did, but because of who you are or who you are not. Sometimes our bodies fail us, and people never really talk about this, but how does it feel to be trapped inside of a body that you feel has failed you in some way? So I shared all of those examples to encourage you to pause for a moment and drop into your own experience with failure, with all the nuance, all the layers, all the emotion that went with it. And maybe it's not the one that you feel that you could tell other people about. Maybe this wasn't a public failure. Maybe there were things that happened that were very private and that other people don't really know about. So whatever it is for you, bring yourself there for a moment. Step back into your own personal story of failure. And we all have one and we talk about stories on this podcast a lot. So what was the story that you wrote about your experience with failure? And I bring that up because I'm not even focusing so much on what actually happened. I am encouraging you to focus on your perception and your storytelling about this failure and how it tells the story of who you are instead of something that you experienced. And as you think about your experience with that failure, does it surprise you? The one that came to your mind first, the one that was most poignant, that visceral feeling in your body. Did you think that it would be some other experience or dynamic? Does anyone else know about it? Is it something that you kept really close to your chest or is it something that you feel everyone knows about? But do they know about your experience with it? And what thoughts went through your mind at the time as you were experiencing it? What thoughts go through your mind now when you think about it? As you're sitting here listening to this podcast and I'm talking about failure, what's going through your mind? 
How did your experience with failure manifest in your life, your relationships, maybe physically within your body? What were the repercussions? What was the ripple effect of this experience with failure? I think it's so helpful to read books and hear about other people's experiences, but on some level, we are our best teachers and we turn away from ourselves so often. So as I'm encouraging you to do this, it's not about bringing up a past trauma. It's about leaning into what you already know and unpacking it and stepping away from the story that you wrote about it and saying, well, what was underneath that? And what was underneath that layer? And what was below that layer? And what was too sensitive for me to even touch? I think another important thing to look at is what are the actions we took following our experience with failure? And where did we learn these coping methods from? Because that's what they are in those moments, right? Those moments of crisis, those moments of fear, of shame, all of those things that are attached to failure. Who did we look to? Who modeled that for us? Did anyone model self-forgiveness for us? How about resilience? Who modeled that for you in your life? And how did you cope with your own feelings of failure? I think another reason that I really resonated with that quote about failure being a bruise, not a tattoo, is because it was talking about wounds. And I've been giving a lot of thought to those wounds, whether they're emotional or physical or spiritual, and just thinking about how often we confuse our wounds with our voids. And instead of leaning towards healing and that softness and that safety, anything that we would need to heal a wound, we begin to take things in to fill those voids when really what we need to do is maybe step away from some things instead of taking things in. But there's that confusion that happens inside of us and failure man, that's a huge wound. And yes, it does feel like a void. It feels like something was taken from us. And so we kind of get into that grasping mentality where we start reaching out to things to fill it, those very temporary things that we think will be permanent, those things that we think will restore our balance, or maybe even just help us to forget that it ever happened, even if it's just for a few moments. I read this quote from Tara Brock the other day, and she said, our regrets come from the parts of our life that caused suffering. And I thought about that because I know, you know, there's this push to have no regrets and to not regret anything and not regret the past. And I know that's very much a part of pop psychology. It's very much a part of 12-step culture, but there's also a cleansing process that happens before that. You know, regret is not a switch that you can flip. It's a process of navigating things, of unpacking things, of almost like peeling away the layers of the onion to see what's really underneath. What did this thing mean in my life? What did it say about me? How do I see myself? In what way have I gotten lost? And how do I find my true north now? 
that's that whole process around regrets and suffering. I don't think it's an instant thing. I don't think it's supposed to be. And I don't think that we've failed if we are struggling or suffering through an experience. I think it just means that we're human. And one of the ways that I see us suffer and struggle with failure is the experience of underperforming or self-sabotaging as a means of controlling outcomes. And let's talk about that for a second because I know that that can be really confusing, especially if it feels like we're really sensitive about that and someone brings that up about us underperforming or self-sabotaging. But what does it mean and how is it connected to controlling outcomes? You know, if I am living out and acting out a self-fulfilling prophecy of failure, of I failed once so I definitely will fail again, I can do that to control the outcome because my previous experience with failure was so acute, so horrible, so life-changing that I never want to be in a position where that could happen ever again, even if it means that I will underperform and I will prevent myself from living my life to the fullest degree because I just can't take that chance because I almost didn't survive it the first time. I don't think I'll survive it a second time. And so sometimes we do that. And I invite you to think about your own life where you've had those experiences of profound failure. And are there any ways in which you are self-sabotaging in those same areas as a means of controlling outcomes? If you've experienced extreme failure in relationships, in what ways are you perhaps self-sabotaging future relationships or current relationships as a means of controlling outcomes? In what way do we set ourselves up for rejection or to reject others so that we just know when it happens? It's not going to take us by surprise again. We're not going to be caught off guard and brokenhearted. We can see it coming and we can prepare ourselves. And yeah, it might hurt, but at least we know it's coming. It's the devil we know. I think another thing that happens with our experience with failure is that we tend to over-identify with our failure. We personalize it. Failure becomes something I am versus something I did or did not do. So you can say, well, I'm responsible for my failure. I did this thing and it went horribly. So how is that not about me? Because failure is inevitable. I'm going to say it again. Failure is inevitable. If you are stepping into the stream of life, something's going to go wrong at some point. And it doesn't always have to be a personalized moral failing. It's not always about virtue. Very often, it's about life on life's terms and us showing up for that human experience of things not always going perfectly. I also think that quote really resonated with me because it encouraged me to think about our distorted perception of failure and what it catapults us into. It pushes us into that black and white thinking and it pushes us out of the space-time continuum, right? Because when we experience failure, suddenly everything is permanent. Everything is forever. Everything is extreme. I will forever be trapped in this moment. This is who I am from now on and it's probably who everyone always thought I was. 
And I find it hard to believe that for every human being who has ever experienced failure in some area of their life should forever be locked into that very punitive space, that harsh punishing space of feeling like this is who I am, this is what I deserve, and I'm stuck here forever. When that person said failure is a bruise, that almost felt like a relief to me. It felt like an exhale, a surrender. And it was a reminder that everything is always changing and transforming and evolving. And that is the one thing you can bet on. Nothing is forever, even our darkest moments. And as I think about the process of healing a bruise, what happens? There's different levels of sensitivity and there's a fading and a changing of color and a changing of shape. And it happens slowly over time, but it's not permanent. So instead of running from what happened or what we did or who we think we are, how can we anchor into who we've been at our core? This episode is not about absolving you of any difficult or challenging feelings you have around your personal failure. I have no idea what that's like for you. I know what it's been like in my own life and the people I've worked with and how it shows up how it challenges us, how it's a mirror for us. You know, this is just one podcast episode. It'll probably end up being about 20 minutes. It's not a cure-all. It's not a balm. It's just an invitation to step into a space where you can release yourself from that grip of shame, of failure, of punishment, of certainty, of saying, you know, I've gone my whole life and I've tried all of these things and I've worked hard in these different areas of my life, but this one moment is going to define me. I don't believe that. And I encourage you when those feelings come up to see if you can put some breathing room, some space between you and that thought. Very often on this podcast, I talk about bringing ourselves back to a position of neutrality almost to just be a witness or an observer about what is happening in our lives versus the storyteller. And that's pretty powerful. It releases us from those thoughts, those feelings, and we can show up for what is versus the story we're telling ourselves about it. I wanted to close this episode with a quote that had really been helpful to me in my own experience with failure. I wanted to share something that would really resonate with people. And I found this one quote by Nadia Boltz Weber, and I think I've shared it on this podcast before. And what's interesting about this quote is when she first shared it, she was speaking at a conference to a bunch of teenagers from all around the world. And she was on stage giving this speech and really just anchored into her own feelings of fear and failure and shame and talked about why, based on her own life experiences and choices she's made and things that have happened, that she is probably not the right person to speak to a group of teenagers and how probably their parents might have thought that too and how it wasn't a good fit, but maybe not being a good fit Maybe having that experience with failure is what makes her the perfect speaker to talk about resilience and showing up and grace and all of those things that are far more important in our lives than the virtue testing we lean toward. She said, 
I told them that this God has never made sense. And you don't need to either, because this God will use you. This God will use all of you, and not just your strengths, but your failures and your failings. Your weakness is fertile ground for a forgiving God to make something new and to make something beautiful. So don't ever think that all you have to offer are your gifts. Well, until next time, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Take a moment to rate and review this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.